1: In about 15 minutes, pick six previews on a Wednesday. Good morning, y'all. Top of hour two, we have Blake Ruffino down in the boot, down in Louisiana. Always a pleasure to have him on the show. 615-844-5600. On Twitter, at BillisKing. And email the show. Bill is king seven, number seven, at gmail.com. So they're coming after Nico. <laughs> Did you see this? They're coming after Nico. About a week or two ago, they were coming after the Jaden Rashada situation down in Florida. Of course, he's not there. And the NCAA has been trying to reduce this line of thinking that their police might has basically deteriorated to ground zero. They're actually going around right now trying to punk people. In this lawless environment, this would be like the police in your hometown just randomly picking somebody to go get when it's going on everywhere. Just pick and choose here or there, and they're coming after Nico, apparently. Nico Iamaleava, Tennessee quarterback, likely a superstar. Said that since his senior year in high school. The story broke on Tuesday with Pat Forty of Yahoo. No specifics, nothing even in that original story about Nico. But he said his sourcing said it was, quote, major and involved several sports. That was the gist of the article from Pat forty of Yahoo. Turns out it's about Nico at least when it comes to football. I don't know about any of the others if if that's actually legit. But this is about Nico. And yesterday Don D. Ploughman, and I'm not gonna get into reading that right now. I will later. Let's get through the guesting, and then we can kick back and long-form some stuff here on the show. But Dondi Plowman, who is the chancellor at Tennessee, and for once, Tennessee has a good chancellor. They are notorious for horrible chancellors. She's been good. She's been excellent. She wrote a response to the NCAA, which is public. Basically, if you want me to give you the incredibly brief cliff notes of this letter, Don D. Plowman basically tells Charlie Baker, the president of the NCAA and the NCAA, to take this investigation and apply it to a certain anatomical spot on your body. I think it's okay for me to say that. I think I think I got clearance there. Yeah, I I, I scientifically explained what Dondi Ploughman did. She told the NCAA to take your investigation and find a anatomical spot where that would fit really nicely. Now it's a little more in depth. <laughs> than that, but that's in essence what she's telling them, kick rocks in a nice way. The other interesting angle on this is Tom Mars, who is by far the top attorney when it comes to this topic, and known nationwide. He was getting players cleared, transferred, before the freebie new rule kicked in. He was getting people transferred freely, without sitting out, before that would happen much. Usually it was a pretty hardened rule, you set out. He's the one that broke down that barrier. Yeah, he's the one that knocked down that wall and he tweeted this. I will read you this. And then again, folks, we'll have time to stretch out on this in a little bit. In early 2022, independent of the University of Tennessee or anybody associated with its athletics program, Spire Sports that is the Tennessee Collective, entered into a mutually beneficial contractual relationship with Nico Yamaleava that involved a limited assignment of his NIO rights. No matter which school he chose to attend, such representation agreements have become increasingly common. The parties agreed that their contractual rights and obligations were would be governed by California law, which freely allows prospective college athletes to enter into such agreements. Now, what that refers to is California is a state where high school kids can get name, image, likeness money. It's a state-by-state situation. Goes on to read, the commercial reasonableness... Of the agreement between Spire and Nico was evidenced by a recitation, meaning recite, repeat, that Spire anticipated Nico would eventually be drafted by an NFL team. That agreement also specifically acknowledged the restrictions prohibiting the use of any school's or team's logo or insignia. the agreement required spire to protect the value of Nico's Nil rights and specifically stated that nothing in the agreement constitutes any form of inducement to athlete to enroll at any school and/or join any athletic team. He finishes up this is Tom Mars. Attorney Tom Mars. In short, the agreement was fully consistent with then-existing NCAA NIL guidelines and had nothing to do with recruiting NICO to the University of Tennessee or any other school. Spire Sports and the Vol Club, and those are collectives, currently represent more than 100 college athletes and are proud to have helped them maximize the value of their legally protected Name, image, and likeness. Now, that's from Tom Mars, the planet's number one lawyer when it comes to this. Now, again, folks, no idea what will come of this. I don't think much, but, 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 we're very early. We're in the embryonic stages. Now, they've been looking into this a while, apparently, but as far as it being public, We're in the embryonic stages of this. And I know there are some things there that are in the Tom Mars statement that I will bring up questions about. Yeah, just just objective questions. And again, I'm not a legal scholar. If I went to law school tomorrow, it'd be my first day ever in law school. Now, we got lawyers in this audience. And they may want to speak up here, but this is interesting. So they've, they've gone after Florida here recently. They're going after Tennessee. A couple of weeks ago, there was a story about Florida State. The police-less NCAA is acting like they're wanting the police again a little bit here and there. That's very interesting. That's very, very interesting. But we'll we'll dig into that when we have time. I've got Brett Cianci here momentarily, and I've got also Blake Ruffino coming up. So I'm not going to be able to peel back the onion much here and get into it. But, yes, we will talk about it. We will dig into that as we continue this morning on this Wednesday edition. Just a reminder, later in the week we will be on the road. We'll be at the Omni doing the show, Omni Nashville Hotel, later in the week. Yeah, much later in the week we'll be down at the Omni. If you happen to be in the area, come on by. Coach Pete will be there. We'll bring in the angelic tones of Ole Miss Evie. We'll have with us Kevin Hagan. He'll be talking Alabama and our three Brad Powers discussing all the various gambling angles you will want to get into. That's on Friday of this week. Yeah, they're coming after Nico, y'all. They're coming after Nico. We still don't know. I I wish Tom Mars would... Throw out the number he's getting. Now, the rumor had always been $8 million. I have never believed that, but I don't have any proof either way. Don't know. I do not know. It's always been just out there on social media, out in the public. It's always been $8 million, Nico got. I think that's probably inflated. I think it's probably purposefully inflated. But nonetheless, I've yet to hear what that actual factual number is. Jim and Jupiter. Bill, schools need to break away from the NCAA. Everybody's paying players now. So this fake police stuff is totally BS. Yeah, it's going to be fun to talk about, though. Yeah, and and I will later, and that's much longer than the Tom Mars tweet, I will pull up the Dondi Plowman reply, response. And again, it is, in essence, the... Chancellor at Rocky Top telling the NCAA to take this investigation and put it in a certain anatomical spot that wouldn't be real comfortable. Is it okay? I think it's okay to say that. Yeah, I think we, we've got clearance. I think I scientifically explained that well enough to where we're not going to get in trouble. Yeah, I think so. All right. When we come back, Brad Siancia, Big Six Previews, Omni Nashville Hotel.
5: Good morning, finishing up a vehicle fire over here on 65 northbound, just past Metro Center there at Rosa Parks, uh, right near the Cumberland River Bridge. Everybody's staring at it as they drive by. It's 65 northbound. Traffic's on the increase 65 south coming through Millersville. It's watching it build 24 in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, up through the Hickory Hollow area as uh, it also increases through the Hermitage area in from Wilson County this morning on 40 going westbound. Princess Hot Chicken has you covered for the big game coming up with catering. You can uh, contact them to day on phone, or better yet, log on to princeshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
0: The traditional first-year anniversary gift is paper.
4: Yay! Envelopes.
0: The traditional 10-year anniversary gift is tin or aluminum.
4: Are there sardines in here?
0: And the 20-year anniversary gift is the chance to win up to a million dollars.
4: Now that's
6: what I'm talking about.
0: It's our anniversary, but we thought about what you'd want. The new 20th anniversary Jumbo Bucks Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. We all make resolutions this time of year. And let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navaj. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find
2: us online at navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. And now, NetPaint LLC is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. Please visit DAV.org and consider donating to the disabled U.S. veterans who need our help. This message is brought to you by Net Paint LLC, serving Nashville and the surrounding areas for 10 years. For all your residential, commercial, interior, and exterior painting needs, give the pros a call today at 615-608-4548, 615-608-4548. That's NetPaint LLC. They're professionals who care. The TSU men's
6: basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championship, part 6 to the 9th at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Polk inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio.
4: Do you like tackle football? Bill King does. And you can connect with BillIsKing on Twitter or 615 844 5600.
1: Brett Ciancia, Big Six Previews, on Wednesdays here in this slot. Brett, good morning to you, sir. The Sharon Moore story, not new, not not uh, surprising, it was expected. Was that a good move?
3: Well, good morning, Bill. Thanks for having me on. And, you know, their hands were kind of tied here this late in the process. Uh, this is really late for a massive program to go through, a coaching change. Uh, you saw it with Alabama and Washington and Arizona, the domino effect there. Um, but with Michigan, they did have uh, more on staff. He acted as an interim head coach for about a third of the season, uh, so he's got some kind of experience there. Uh, they want to keep the continuity of the program together. Uh, they found a formula that works, and they want to keep it going. So, you know, I think that normally you see a program like Michigan conduct a, a massive, wide national search. really take their time with it, but I think they wanted to just keep it Uh, continuous, so they they hire from within. and Really, he's got some big spots to hire himself. He's got the defensive coordinator spot open. Uh, Looks like he could either go internal with that or go back to the NFL pipeline. So we'll see what he does there. But, um, yeah, pretty accomplished offensive line guru, back-to-back to more award winners, first time that's ever happened. So the guy knows how to build an offense, that's for sure.
1: Time in Myrtle Beach says, guys, it might be early, but ask. Brett, to rank the top five teams in the Big Ten, including the newcomers,
3: the new teams? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, overall, it is definitely strange looking at these new conferences, uh, looking at these teams together, I know, I filter them out by league or what I used to by division, but just seeing Oregon and USC alongside the, the Iowa Rutgers, Nebraska, it's, it's very strange, I'll tell you, but um, I think when you're looking at next year, the, the Mile high view at it. I think Oregon and Ohio State look like the most complete rosters and teams heading into twenty twenty four. Oregon really strong statistically. I'm running my numbers and my metrics, and Oregon is at the top of almost all of them. Really a stat giant of twenty twenty three. They had the two close losses to Washington or they State have been competing for a national title. Um, great recruiting there from the insides out. A lot of offensive line, defensive line blue chips. Dylan Gabriel coming in. So I like Oregon. Uh, Ohio State I think is ready ready for a title run. You see that from other guys opting out of the NFL, coming back to Columbus, and then the huge, massive transfer halls are pulling in. So those right now look like the two front runners. Uh, to round out a top five, I think Penn State will be in that top five somewhere. Um you know, I think Michigan still would be a top five team. They're gonna replace a lot, but uh still top five and I'll get back to you on number five. I gotta gotta look a little bit deeper, but uh, a lot of these teams have one side of the ball figured out, and they have to figure out the other side to be more of a complete team.
1: Yeah, Buckeyes, Oregon—they play play relatively early, and uh, then after that, you can you can hunt around. Where does Washington? And I know you're a big Jed Fish fan. Where would they be, you think?
3: Well, with Washington, they'd lose a lot too. So it looks like more of a transition season for them. I do like the hire in the medium to long-term for, for Washington with Jed Fish. I think they were lucky to pull him away from Florida. It's just timing where I think if the Florida job opened up with Napier, then Jed Fish would have gone back to his alma mater. But uh, pulled him in. What he did at Arizona was great. He pulled them around from uh, from winless, really, and then won 11 back to the best season since 1998. So uh, I think Washington will probably don't think be competitive, but I'm looking more like a – a bowl team in this first year, not really a, a serious Big Ten contender. But let's—I uh, don't want to write them off too quick. Let's see what fish can do in the spring transfer portal. That's the other thing about this, these questions this early is that we don't know these full cool rosters yet. And I think you're going to see the coaching change schools really look a lot different after the spring transfer portal window. So uh, TBD on Washington. I think it's a great hire, and it might just be a transition year until they really hit their hit their peak. Um, for that fifth spot, I mean Iowa has a defense. USC has the offense. They they haven't been able to figure out the other side with the ball. Um, UCLA, I think, comes in as a middle-of-the-pack kind of team. Um, so I don't see them as a top five. But, yeah, it's, it's wide open for that fifth spot.
1: Brett Ciancia with us. Brett, I don't know what this has to do with picking teams, but I'm sure you saw the story. The NCAA is coming after Nico Iamaleava. Now, the story didn't say that, but in essence, that's what's going on.
3: Yeah, I mean, we've seen these recruiting uh, scandals or, um, you know, uh, the NCAA getting involved, investigating all the time. I think until there's actual suspension thrown down or unless, it opens up a huge transfer exodus because it scares players away. That could be a negative, but for right now, it looks like it's in the fact-finding stage. I'm not going to rush any opinion on it. Uh, now, that would change the outlook for Tennessee next year if they lose him because uh, he was their you know, their quarterback of the future, their big five-star win in, uh, in the recruiting game, and uh, was set to be the, a multi-year starter now and really grabbed that spot in the bowl game against Iowa, played really well against an elite defense, well enough to get a big win and uh, he was primed to be the starter in 24 and beyond. So, uh, And I was looking at Tennessee the other day. They had some great rushing numbers this year. It looked like, um, you know, in 2022, it might have been pass heavy with those explosive pass plays to Jalen Hyatt. Uh, Hyatt. But um, really got the run game going. I was looking at a balanced team for 2024, so that would be years to lose him.
1: They've rushed for 2,500 yards three years in a row, and ironically, they're known because of Hypel – as a chuck it around team,
5: yeah,
3: you see that misnomer sometimes from the fast pace programs where uh, a lot of people will just associate fast pace with passing. Um, you know, no huddle, uh, air raid, but it's really no huddled, um, and it's just counting. If there's numbers in the box, they're going to throw it to the outside. If if you try and cover the outside, they'll run off the gut. So, um, yeah, you're right about that. It's it's more just uh, more snaps, and you're going to get more rushes and more passes. And uh, yeah, but I think just per play, the numbers went up uh, in the run game last year. Defense was fine, so yeah, I, I think Heiple on the right track. It's you don't want to see something like this just uh, tank someone's progress though in a program. So hopefully they didn't uh, commit anything too bad, and hopefully the NCAA doesn't, uh, you know, well do process. I'll say that, but I, I, you know, you don't want to see these things happen. Brett Cianci,
1: pick six previews each and every Wednesday. Things feel like they've settled down a bit down in Alabama.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, Kalen DeBoer coming in. He's bringing some of his staff, some of his players. Um, I wonder if we'll see more of them transfer out in the next window. But, um, and then, uh, yeah, Kane Womack coming in from South Alabama. Was running numbers on the non-AQ teams the other day. And South Alabama's defense was one of the best in the country last year. And I think he's got experience up at in Indiana uh, as a D coordinator or a co-DC under Tom Allen. So, experienced guy from the Power Five level was a head coach. Brings that uh, has experience in the area recruiting. Something that Kalen DeBoer doesn't. He doesn't have any South roots right now. Um, so, I think it was a good hire at DC. And um, yeah, but Alabama they did lose a lot of transfers out. I think they still remain with a top ten roster after all that uh, all that player exodus there. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be a more wide open SEC in the recruiting game going forward. Uh, now the players, I don't know, I don't know if they're going to uh, go to Alabama with a little bit of a discount without the saving effect. Um, now you have Georgia and Ohio State throwing more money at these players. So it's, it's a whole new world in recruiting.
1: Your thoughts on Georgia in the moment, Man, all our Georgia fans are asking me about this, and are they clearly the top team heading into the next season?
3: Yeah, Georgia is now the premier dynasty in college football. I mean, they were the last couple of years anyway, but now with Saban's retirement and even with, I guess, Jim Harbaugh leaving, it's really no doubt that it's still Georgia. Um, you know, I looked at my game grader formula. It's uploaded, uh, adjusted, really a strength of schedule and performance metric, overall metric. They were number one again last year. Even though they didn't make the playoffs, I still think they were the best team in the country. Uh, had they made that bracket, I think they would have won it all. And um yeah, that that would mark three straight years if they finished number one in my formula. So obviously twenty one and twenty two they had the national titles on the field. Uh last year they got the they claimed my game greater title. I think they were still on the fast. So fast forwarding to next year you bring back a lot of talent, still number one recruiters in the country, still number one player developers, motivators. You know, Kirby Smart motivates that roster so well. They they now have the chip on the shoulder again. Somehow after all this all that success, they continue to have it. So credit all that staff, and and uh, Carson back, Beck is back. So, uh, yeah, I think they come in as the number one team in the country.
1: Sam in Sewanee, Georgia, speaking of that, wants to know is Carson Beck the top Heisman candidate for the season?
3: Well, well Heisman's tough. Um, I don't know. I mean, a lot of times you look at uh, programs, they're going to throw a little bit more than Georgia. They're very balanced offense, and um, – But, you know, it it does come down to also if you're a quarterback of a playoff team. Uh, A lot of voters vote that way. Not saying I do specifically, but uh, that seems to be some of the criteria. You know, quarterback on a playoff or a championship caliber team, they're going to be considered. So, Carson Beck has a similar season to last year, has them uh, late into the season in the top five. He'll definitely be a candidate. Um, I want to look at Dylan Gabriel, though, up at Oregon. He had a great two months at Oklahoma last year, uh, was one of the favorites for the Heisman after that Texas comeback win. Uh, I think he should be considered. But, um, yeah, I haven't even thrown together a short list yet. There's, there's a lot of moving parts. But, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll definitely be in the conversation.
1: Well, and <laughs> the aforementioned Nico, you know he's going to be able to put up, and we're just assuming here, but he's going to put up in crazy numbers in that offense.
3: Oh, yeah, there's your stack guy. I mean, uh, it, the number of snaps they get, the, the, the you know, the snaps per minute, it's crazy, the pace. So, uh, yeah, if he ca- continues on that trajectory, and uh, yeah, he's going to put up a ton of stats. He'll go. He'll, he'll compete for all SEC for sure. Um, you know, Old Miss is gearing up for a big title run. Um, who else do you have? I mean, some of the transfer quarterbacks. I don't know where they're all going to, f- f- you know, fizzle out in the in depth charts everywhere. But it's wide open for Heisman. That's why we love it. And uh, and really, all these preseason Heisman lists you can throw out the window once the football is actually kicked off because it really just changes quickly right there in September, so it's hard to do that. What is Oklahoma like
1: heading into the SEC? I, I battle with that one.
3: Yeah, well, they've recruited on that level for a while. Uh, you know, they're, they're a solid top-ten recruiter every year now. It never used to be that way. Uh, I don't think that they recruited in the top ten that frequently back at, during most of the Stoops era. But they really elevated that the last five, ten years. Um, some top fives in there, some top, a lot of top ten finishes. So I think they're going in with a competitive roster. I think, uh, Venables in his second year, you saw big gains on defense, a lot of stat gains. Uh, one of my most improved defenses year over year. Um, so, uh, I know he's got a couple coordinator spots to fill here, uh, to transition this year with Jeff Levy leaving the Mississippi State. So we'll see if the offense can continue. But, I think on a program level, they're going to be competitive coming in. Um, I think they'll be a top five, top six SEC program. I just think they have the history, the resources, the fan base. Right now, the roster uh, to compete. Now, can they do it week in and week out with all eight new opponents? That'll be tough for anybody transitioning into the SEC. But I think in the medium to long term, I think they're going to be fine.
1: Jim in Jupiter, Florida, says Ask Brett. Has he had a chance to check what Florida State has brought in from the portal? They should be very good again, he says.
3: Well, it's going to make for a, a bad answer, but actually, no, I have not caught up on the transfer portal too much. Um, I'm still reviewing 2023 season. I will say this about Florida State. Mike Norvell never gets enough credit for what he does in the portal. Uh, a lot of times you hear Lane Tiffin, Lincoln Riley, Deion Sanders, and they, they do great work and have brought in some – headliner classes but really it's Mike Norvell the way he brings these guys in doesn't just sign them he develops them into all conference and all American players I mean you look at their undefeated season last year it was led by all former transfers at every key position so he has a great eye for identification in the portal bringing them in and developing them so yeah I'm sure he's right on pace again they're losing a lot of talent to the pros but that just means more spots to fill the backfill from the portal and he does a great job with that
1: Brett, tell everybody how they can get your content, all your info.
3: Yeah, thank you. It's the Pick 6 Previews on Twitter, pick working towards the 2024 season preview book. Right now, just still reviewing 2023, working on stats and numbers. But uh, the, fun start, the fun stuff is coming soon.
1: All right, man. We'll see you next week. See you, bro. Yeah, in his world, until we get past that April window, 15-day stampede window, you gotta be careful with all those moving parts that are potential. You gotta be careful there. All right, we'll get a break. Lake Ruffino, top of the hour. Omni-Dashville Hotel.
5: Wrapping up this vehicle fire we had earlier on 65 North, just past Rosa Parks, uh, past Metro Center there, across that Cumberland River Bridge. Building pretty good again on 24 westbound, coming in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, up into Antioch. Watch for some radar from time to time this morning in a couple of spots. I-40 in the Mount Juliet area and I-40 out in Dixon County. Prince's Hot Chicken has you covered for the big game coming up with catering. You can order online today at Prince'sHotChicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
2: This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services.
4: Gives you a wide latitude on topics because Bill King isn't afraid of your telephonic interaction. 615 844 5600.
1: They're coming after Nico. I mean for crying out loud, they're coming after Nico, y'all. I mean, let the kid get out there and play a little bit before you come after him. Now, we're going to we're going to have time to spread out on that a little bit later here on this Wednesday edition, Blake Rafino, chop of the hour. If you missed it, Pat 40 With Yahoo, had a story on Tuesday which said NCAA investigating Tennessee. He said his sources suggest it's, in quotes, major. No specifics there at all. Now, Tennessee's coming off an NCAA situation that got finalized, what, within the last six months to a year. And now the NCAA is back. Checking it out. That was the Jeremy Pruitt situation. This is involving. Now, I don't know what all this encompasses. It said various sports, multiple sports, however it termed it. But it's about name image likeness. Which, again, folks, in this environment, there are no rules that are being abided by. But they seem to have taken a keen interest in NICO, a California kid from a state where high school name image likeness is legal. It's the law. It's the law in that state. And according to Tom Moore's, the top... As far as we know, lawyer on the planet when it comes to the topic of name, image, likeness, what players can get, how players can transfer. Remember, he was getting players transferred for no other reason than it's time to go before the freebie rule was in place. This guy was getting people transferred based on depth charts. Dissatisfaction with a depth chart, etc. Before the rule was enacted that you get the freebie, and now you get basically unlimited freebies the way they're doing it. And he says that Tennessee was well within the rules, to do what they did, or let me suggest the Spires group, the Spire group, which is the Tennessee collective, well within the law to do what they did. And we'll get back into that, and then the Dundee Plowman response to that is also very interesting. She is the chancellor at the University of Tennessee. Perry Mason down in the lovely Orange Groves of America. Bill, we know how free shoes you did in recruiting after that 13-1 season. They finished 14th. Give American Conference Mike all the credit. They They had a pretty good recruiting class, and they also have really picked it up last several weeks in the transfer portal. I think that roster is going to be okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think that roster is going to be in pretty good shape for the Knowles. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Lovely Myrtle Beach. Betty Brett just say Georgia is the new premier dynasty in college football. I pray Georgia Dog did not hear that. I'll never live it down, Bill. Well, he said they're the premier dynasty, but basically they've been that. But with Nikki gone, playing golf, etc., then it just makes it even more clear that it's Georgia, and that is the premier dynasty. Now the Buckeyes roster looks to be the closest right now to challenge that. If we're talking about today, I would say the Buckeye roster is the closest to challenging Georgia's supremacy. Inside the SEC, you could say, well, maybe uh, Texas. And they do play regular season next year. And, of course, we still have the SEC championship game, no divisions. We still have the Big Ten championship game, no divisions. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be very, very intriguing. When we get through a regular season with all these teams in the new leagues, again, 34 teams now combined in the B1G and the SEC. You play through the uh, playing portion, the regular season playing portion. Then you get to the postseason. And you get to your conference championship games. And then you get to the playoffs and all of that. All of that. What's that going to be like? We are venturing into uncharted territory, y'all. It's fun. Now, again, all of this I don't like, but I will admit the newness, the uncharted territory aspect of this is interesting. And it makes for pretty good radio, which is all I'm about. (laughs) That's the main item. Is it really fun radio? Yes. Lake Rafino top of the hour. Omni Nashville Hotel.
5: Good morning. It's running slow right now, just past Kingston Springs on 40 westbound. You travel through that section of Cheatham County. Normally it's heavy coming eastbound out through there, coming in from Dixon County. But again, it's slow westbound. Starting to load up even more volume on 24 westbound, leaving Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, up through the Antioch area, headed towards Hickory Hollow Parkway as it starts to increase in more volume just in the last five minutes on uh, Vietnam Vets westbound there at Conference Drive. 24-7, reliable crane and rigging services here in Tennessee. It's Tomahawk. And
0: now for today's winning Cash 3 and Cash 4 numbers from the Tennessee Lottery. The first number is the number you just thought of. The second number is the number you would have picked. The third number is the day of your wedding anniversary. And the fourth number. They're only lucky numbers if you decide to play them. Cash 3 and Cash 4 only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game changing fun. Please play responsibly.
2: Attention business owners. WNSR has some exciting opportunities for your business to thrive in the dynamic world of sports radio advertising. As the proud home of some of your favorite sports teams like the Atlanta Braves, Memphis Grizzlies and more, we understand the power of sports in bringing people together and creating a passionate community. We believe that your business can become an integral part of this experience reaching a diverse and engaged audience. Contact the WNSR sales team for an opportunity to discuss how Nashville's Sports Radio can elevate your brand to new heights. Whether you're interested in a specific sponsorship package or would like a customized solution, we are here to meet your advertising needs. Call 615-844-1039, 615-844-1039, or email saleswnsr.com at gmail.com. That's saleswnsr at gmail.com. This is the Greg Fogue and John Burton show. I don't believe Brable wants to be a part of this. And so I think Amy Adam Strunk decided, well, it's time to move on. I, you know, that was a gangster-like move to say, all right, you know what, I don't want to I don't want to employ somebody that doesn't want to be here. Goodbye. If they have another season like they did this year, mm. he's gone he's anyway. He's gone anyway. No,
6: wherever he goes now, he's got four to five years. Yes.
2: Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton, WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio.
4: If it happens anywhere in college sports, the Bill King Show will be there to bring you the facts.
1: Kevin in Town says, Bill, Don D. Plowman, and again, folks, that is the Chancellor of Tennessee, and, and again, a good Chancellor. They have had a litany of just God-forsaken bad leadership. Don D. Plowman, Kevin in Muletown says, letter was pure genius. Not only did it go scorched earth on the NCAA, but it also changed the narrative. Now the national media is changing its tune and taking Tennessee's side. Says we are very lucky to have her. She has been incredibly strong in her leadership. Whether it was the end of the investigation about the Jeremy Pruitt situation Oh, whether it's the letter she fired off yesterday. Very strong leadership. I am going to get into that, but it's going to be next hour if you haven't seen it. And it's very strongly written. Now, Tom Mars, we read his earlier. Tom's the top attorney that we know of on the planet when it comes to this topic. And he very succinctly wrote, Tennessee has done nothing wrong. Very much the letter of the law. Now, again, I'm not a lawyer. It's hard for me to sit here and say, okay, this part, that part is true. This is not true. I question this. Now, I will get into a few areas where I will say you could question this. You could you could wonder about this. And maybe we can work through it this morning. We do have lawyers in the audience. And if any of you folks want to. Chime in on it. Feel free. Yeah, feel free. I have not gone to a day of law school yet. I did not take the LSAT, the LSAT, which is the uh, entrance exam, along with your grades you have to take to get into law school, just like the MCAT is for medical school and the DAT is for dental school. That would be dental aptitude test. Wrigley Field Vol up in Chicago, Bill. This will be the NCAA's Waterloo. It's head-scratching that here over, let's say, maybe the last year or less, they've decided that they're going to flex a little bit here and there as a police force again. That's interesting. You also have to remember that the power of the NCA is not nearly what it once was. And the Southeastern Conference, Greg Sankey, and the B1G, Tony Petiti, those are the power brokers. Do you think that Mr. Sankey is going to sit there idly in Hoover, Alabama and watch the NCAA try and punk one of his teams? I'm just telling you, that's where we're at. You can agree or disagree. I've seen lots of various comments out there. You may say, bunch of crooks, go get them. Okay, that's fine. I'm just telling you, that's not the environment we're in anymore. The NCAA does not have the power or the might that they did and fighting back publicly is a very real approach that used to not be now you could you could certainly fire off a letter and suggest that the nca has done you wrong or so? I've seen that in the past. I mean, how many investigations have we endured here on this show regarding the NCAA and some school, wherever it might be, since the beginning of this show? Na- name me a team that hadn't had something come down on them. I mean, from an NCA, maybe Vanderbilt? Maybe? Maybe Vanderbilt? I mean... You name them. Florida's got whacked. I mean, walked, Spurrier walked into it, right? But they had all kinds of problems prior. And Alabama, Ohio State, Penn State. We can go on and on and on. It's it's Ole Miss. It's, it's LSU. We can go. We can continue. Auburn. Mississippi State, Kentucky, Kentucky almost got the death penalty in basketball. That was back in about 88. They almost got the death penalty back then. There's There's been a million stories out there regarding the NCAA and them trying to take down a program. Lots of them. Anyways, we'll get into that. After Blake. Blake Rufino coming up next. Top of our number two in this Wednesday edition Omni, Nashville Hotel.